Welcome to the GBC Sermon Podcast, a weekly podcast from Gaimia Baptist Church in Sydney, Australia. I'm Mark Rader, Senior Pastor here at GBC, and I'm so glad that you've joined us this week. This week we continue or start our series around Plan A, the Great Commission for Every Christian. This week we look at the first of five principles that make up God's Plan A, His only plan for evangelism. And that principle is the principle of growing. Disciples are those who make disciples. And so this is where we must begin. So this week's reading is from Mark chapter 1, verses 14 to 20. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. As Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. When he had gone a little farther, he saw James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John in a boat, preparing their nets. Without delay, he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired men and followed him. Just before we turn to the passage in Mark chapter 1, just a reminder to get involved and ask some questions on Slido to be part of The Big Three. The Big Three is our weekly podcast that comes out on Wednesdays, an opportunity for us to engage more deeply with the message. And in order to do that, we need you to ask the questions that are raised for you in the midst of the sermon. So snap the QR code, get onto the website, uh, and ask your questions sometime during the message or after the service, uh, and be part of The Big Three each week week. Also just want to thank those of you for, uh, who have wished me well over the last couple of weeks. I had three weeks of leave and in the midst of all of that celebrated my 50th birthday. Thank you for uh, your thoughts and prayers and well wishes. Uh, it was a good break, a timely break, and also a great chance to celebrate with family and friends back on deck, ready for the end of the year, uh, and uh, looking forward to all that God has in store for us. And speaking of which, of course, I'm very excited uh, as we continue or start this series in Plan A. I'm not sure if this is technically week one or week two. Uh, Plan A is uh, the evangelism series that we are focusing on, a set of five principles uh, that help every Christian participate in the Great Commission, the commission to make disciples everywhere we go. That's found at the end of Matthew's Gospel, and as we talk about it here more more familiarly, is in John 20, where we are sent to do the same work that Jesus has been sent to to do. Last week, uh, I interviewed Belinda Lakeland, who works a couple days a week with the Baptist Association, uh, and Plan A is, is her work on behalf of the Baptists in order to help us think about what evangelism looks like. And I'm really excited about this series for a couple of reasons. One is that these are principles, and I love the idea of principles rather than techniques or tips. As Belinda mentioned last week, when you have a technique or a model uh, or a particular methodology, that works in a particular space, but it doesn't necessarily work everywhere. And so I love the idea that we have five principles to think through. The principles of growing in our relationship with Jesus, knowing others uh, with whom to have relationships, 
Uh, sowing, in which we're talking about Jesus and looking for interest. Rowing, a reminder that we're working together and then showing up. Relying on Jesus to do his work and having the courage to continue to press on when things get hard. I love those as principles and I'm really looking forward to unpacking them. But I'm also really excited about that because I believe that this is a series uh, that for us as a church is, is at, at just the right time. It is for such a time as this. Uh, the anecdotes that I'm hearing from uh, many, many of my colleagues in ministry is that the uncertainty that has come th- during this year has actually led to lots of people exploring faith. There's an openness to spirituality that we haven't seen for a long time. Uh, not only is there an uncertainty about our future, but many of the things that we placed our hope in have been kind of rattled and shaken. And so people are exploring questions of faith. Uh, and uh, while we are not yet able to meet together as, as a church, the work of the church, the purpose of the church, the invitation of Jesus is uh, everywhere before us. The good news of not being able to meet together is that we are not kept from doing the work that Jesus invites us to. In your family, in your neighborhood, in your workplaces. And so I hope that this series is not just something that your church is doing, but it's something that we are doing together. That we are part and, and taking up our responsibility to be part of God's plan A. To be part of the renewing and restoring work of Jesus Christ through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So I'm pretty excited about it. I hope that you are as well. And today, what we want to look at is the first of these principles, the idea that we are to be growing. And again, I really love the fact that Belinda began with growing because it's important that we remember that the Great Commission is that disciples are to make disciples. Apple trees make apples, uh, you know, uh, vines make grapes, disciples make disciples. And so if we're going to be about the work that Jesus has left us, making disciples in the world, in our families, in our neighborhoods, in our networks, in our workplaces, then we too need to focus on our own discipleship. And I love the fact that this then knits evangelism and discipleship together. I think it's, it's pretty easy for us as believers, if, particularly if you've been a believer for a while, to separate those two. That there's discipleship over here and we kind of get on with knowing Jesus and we get on with uh, being part of the community of faith and, and all of those sorts of things. And then on the other side, kind of as this extra or as something different, there's evangelism where we're talking to people about Jesus and seeing people come to faith and all of those sorts of things. And what this principle reminds us is that essentially, discipleship and evangelism are basically part of the same spectrum. And and it's all based, of course, in the example of Jesus. Uh, Just a few minutes ago, we had read for us Mark chapter 1. I'd like you to turn to it. I want to just remind you of a few components of Jesus' own practice Uh, in terms of how he called people to follow him, but at the same time invited them to participate with what he was doing. So in Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15, we have the context in which Jesus calls his first disciples. After John the Baptist was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. And this is the context. 
So Jesus does not go looking for disciples so that he can start doing his work. No, he has already begun the work. He has already begun to do what God has called him to. He is announcing the reign and the rule of God, the desire of God to restore and renew the world. It's already started. And in that context, he calls his first disciples. If you follow on in verse 16, as Jesus walked beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And we've reflected on uh, the parallel passage in, Math, uh, in Matthew's Gospel, in Matthew chapter 4. But I want to remind you about a couple of really significant things that we find here. It's in the context of the proclamation of the kingdom, of the renewal of all things that Jesus calls his disciples. I think that's really important. But notice that he calls them to follow him before he demands that they believe in him, that he calls them to follow him before they know everything or anything about him, really. And he doesn't call them and give them a standard of behavior that they have to meet before they can follow him. So they do not have to know much. They don't have to believe much. They don't have to change their life much. They simply have to begin to follow Jesus. Now, as we've said on numerous occasions, there comes a crisis point when, as we learn about Jesus, as we think through the implications, as we're confronted with who he is, when we're going to be asked the questions, as the disciples are, about what we believe about Jesus and where we're going to be challenged about what we know about him and when we're also going to have to do some really significant thinking about the implications on our behavior of following after Jesus. But Jesus calls them to follow him right away. And I find it so stunning that um, Jesus then sends his disciples on mission a little bit later on before they believe in him. Before Peter makes his great confession that Jesus is the Messiah, and even then they don't fully understand what that means, Jesus has already sent them out. And this reminds us not only that discipleship and evangelism are linked together, but I think really significantly it also points to the when of evangelism. The when of evangelism. When can you begin to talk about Jesus? When can you begin to talk about Jesus with other people? And it begins as soon as you begin to follow him. Just think about that for a moment. Again, I think if you've been in the church for a long time, if you have placed your faith in Jesus and have been following him for a long time, it's easy to forget this. But people can begin to talk about Jesus before they believe in him. As soon as someone begins to, uh, to follow after Jesus, to explore who he is, they are able to talk about that with those around them. How mind-blowing is that? That someone might actually see someone else come to faith before they do, if they just start talking about Jesus and what they're experiencing of him. And I think this, this passage, I think, also reminds us, and this first principle reminds us, about what evangelism really is. And we often focus on the end result of evangelism, right? Uh, we, we believe, and this is true, that when people hear about Jesus, well, what's going to happen is they're going to put their faith in him and their lives are going to be changed and, and all that stuff that comes after that. And we talk about evangelism as if the end result is the entirety of evangelism. But in reality, 
In reality, evangelism is as simple, as Belinda put it last week, as talking about Jesus. Because ultimately, what we are called to in growing is actually not growing necessarily just in knowledge or just in changed behaviors, but we are growing in a relationship with Jesus. What, what we are sharing with people around us is about another friendship. Uh, we're talking about someone who is really important to us, really significant to us, someone who has shaped us and continues to lead and to guide us. It's, 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 it's common in our lives, isn't it? We talk about those people who uh, are important to us. We talk about our children and our grandchildren. We talk about our mentors. We talk about our good friends. We, we talk about the people who impact us. And evangelism is as simple as speaking about a really important person in our life, the person of Jesus. This is the principle of growing that we are growing in our relationship with Jesus in order that we can talk about that relationship with Jesus to those around us, look for some interest, which is skipping ahead a couple of weeks now, and then hopefully being able to make disciples of those who we interact with. And this whole idea then, that discipleship is ultimately about our relationship with Jesus, about my relationship with Jesus, I think has a really important implication for us. Uh, I catch up with a couple mates uh, every week or two. Uh, we meet up on a Friday afternoon, we'll have a couple of drinks and catch up. And if you were to listen to our conversation, I think one of the, the themes within it is that nearly everything we talk about is recent. Uh, we, we might occasionally reflect on a, a long past experience that we've shared about something that happened a long time ago. But generally speaking, what we talk about is things that are happening in the news. We talk about things that are happening in the world of sport this week or the last couple of weeks. We talk about things that are happening in our family in the here and now. We, we talk about the immediate. And I'm sure that you're exactly the same. When I began to do some reading in discipleship last year, I was struck by how simple discipleship really is. Uh, one author, who's, I can't remember who it was at the time, um, but one author says there are two questions in discipleship. What is Jesus saying to you? And what are you doing about it? That's it. What is Jesus saying to you? And what are you doing about it? And he goes on to reflect and say, so when was the last time you heard from Jesus? Because if you haven't heard anything from Jesus in the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, last couple of months, well then your relationship with Jesus is no longer present tense. If I can use the analogy, if, if nothing has happened in my life when I go to catch up with my mates, I've got nothing to say. If I've done absolutely nothing, if nothing has transpired, I tend to listen a little bit more than I talk. Well, think about that in relationship to discipleship and evangelism. If we aren't hearing from Jesus, if we aren't listening to him, if we're not hearing from him regularly, consistently in, in our day-to-day -day lives, then when we start talking about Jesus with other people, it's going to be stories from the past. And they don't come up very often in conversation. Our conversations with our friends, our family members, our colleagues, our neighbors, tends to be about things that are happening now. And so here's the, here's the question for each of us. What is Jesus saying to you? And what are you doing about it? 
And if you haven't heard from Jesus in a while, what are you going to begin to do to listen more attentively? What are you going to do? And I'd like to kind of introduce to you, I've mentioned these before, but I'm not sure that I've done it quite as formally. I'd like to, to introduce you to at least five ways that we can, uh, uh, five catalysts, shall we say, to help us hear from Jesus. These come from Andy Stanley, a pastor in the United States, uh, and uh, they, they've done a bunch of thinking as a church around discipleship uh, and, and thought a great deal about the sorts of things, the ways in which uh, our faith in Jesus grows, ways in which we can hear from him. They all have a P in them, so that makes them easier to remember, so that'll be helpful for some of you, but here they are. Private disciplines. One of the ways that we learn to hear from Jesus is through private disciplines, whether that be reading the Bible or prayer or uh, memorizing sections of the Bible or meditating on sections of the Word. Uh, worship, uh, when we have opportunity to either listen to music or, or sing to ourselves, as we can still do in these times. Uh, whether it be fasting, uh, other aspects of um, uh, private disciplines that allow us to pause and turn our hearts or tune our hearts uh, to God. And, and, and listen to what he might be saying through his word or uh, in prayer through the Holy Spirit or as we meditate what we might hear from him, as we worship what we might be reminded about. The second is practical teaching. Uh, the opportunity that we have now in our world is, is almost unprecedented for practical teaching. Whether it be podcasts or sermons or uh, books, we have an opportunity to be listening to practical teaching about what it means to follow after Jesus and in that hear the invitation of God. So who are you listening to? Then we have a personal service. And many of us can attest to how significant it is when we step in to serve other people, whether it be formally in a ministry of a church or whether it be in to serve in a charity or other not-for-profit or simply to serve informally those around us. We can often recognize our need for God and we can hear his voice as we seek to serve those around us. So private disciplines, uh, uh, um, practical teaching, personal service, these are areas that, that are kind of easy for us to, um, to, to, to pursue in, in our lives. But there are two others. Providential relationships, those relationships that we have with other people who uh, really kind of spur us on and challenge and encourage us to follow after Jesus in a really profound and significant way. And while those relationships are hard to create, there are ways to facilitate them. Say, I don't know, off the top of my head, life groups perhaps? An opportunity to gather with other like-minded people who are talking about what it means to follow after Jesus. And on top of that, then, there are pivotal circumstances. Uh, while we don't like going through hard times or difficult times, it's often in those spaces that our faith grows. When, when we find ourselves in difficult circumstances, when we find ourselves in challenging times, it can really force us to turn to the Lord again, to, to learn important lessons about trust, to, to learn important lessons about hope and about faith. And in all five of these, they provide catalysts to hear from Jesus and then to respond. So these are the questions that I want to leave with each of us. What is Jesus saying to you? And what are you doing about it? And, and if you haven't heard from Jesus recently, what are you going to do about that? How are you going to practice listening so that when you begin to talk to other people about Jesus, when you begin the work of evangelism, which is tied in, linked in with the work of following Jesus, and isn't that beautiful? 
every one of us is invited to participate in evangelism by the very fact that we have been called to follow Jesus. It's not a matter of, 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 kind, of re, uh, kind of getting to some sort of level and then being able to do that. This is not like getting your driver's license. Evangelism is not like your driver's license, where you have to put in a whole bunch of work and then prove that you're competent. It makes perfect sense on the road. It doesn't work in the economy of God. In the economy of God, the relationship that we have with him through Christ Jesus, that is what is to be growing in our lives. That's where we're to be focused on. And that, when it's present tense for us, becomes a space that we can begin to talk to others about what Jesus is doing in our lives. And who knows what Jesus will do in those little circumstances, those opportunities, as we'll see in a couple of weeks' time, to sow some seeds, to talk about Jesus just a little bit in a natural, immediate sort of sense. Who knows what Jesus will do in the lives of those around us? So as we begin to think through what it looks like for us to be engaged in God's plan A, uh, to be involved in the Great Commission, to be sent as Jesus himself was sent, let us focus on growing in our relationship with Jesus, growing as disciples, growing as followers of Jesus ourselves. Let's listen to Jesus. Let's hear from him every day, every week in order that we might continue to follow after him and all that he is doing in our world. The key questions around this principle are simple and yet quite profound. What is Jesus saying to you and what are you doing about it? And if you haven't heard from Jesus lately, how are you going to go about listening to him? so that you and I can continue to grow as his followers. We hope you join us again soon. We'd love for you to join us for church at gbconline.org.au at our regular service times of 8.30, 10.30, and 6 p.m. We also have a new Families at Four time slot as well. You can also follow us on Facebook or visit our website at gaimiabaptist.org.au. Till next time, God bless.